Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, what are the greater works? Well, I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's just go ahead and do the works that he did first, and then we'll talk about the greater works. Because that's the way he put it. He said, the works that I do shall they do also, and greater works than these shall they do. So let's go ahead and be sure we're doing the works that he did first, and then we can go on to the greater. No use talking about the greater works if we're not doing the works he did. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. He wanted us to know that he set Christ far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Now, look at Ephesians 2.1 again now. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now notice, hath he quickened, those words in that verse are italicized. You understand this, anytime you find any words in your King James translation that are italicized or in your Bible that are italicized, that means the translators added those words. They were not in the original scriptures. And so the words hath he quickened, hath he made alive, though that is true, are not in the original scriptures. Now, I want you to get that. Now let's go on reading. We'll come back to that just in a minute. Now in Ephesians 1.20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now the same verse which expresses the reviving of Christ expresses the reviving of his people. Now notice Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Not only upon the head, but also upon the body, because body and head are one. You know, when you think of somebody, your friend, you don't, you know, maybe your friend's name's John or your friend's name's Mary. And when you think of your friend, you don't think, well, their head is named John, but the body's named Henry. <laughs> or if it's a woman, you think, well, their head's Mary, but the body is Susan. No, when you think of Susan, or Mary, or Henry, or John, you think of head and body as one. Is that correct? See, that's what he's telling us here. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head. We're all one. All of us are seated up there. Far above. That means we're above principality and might and dominion and power. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. You see, lives will be revolutionized when we realize the authority that belongs to Christ belongs to each member of the body of Christ and is available to us. Now you see, your mind don't want to accept that because you're, you've been brainwashed. We've been religiously brainwashed to the New Testament taught. We've been taught how miserable we are and we can't do anything. We don't have authority, but Christ is powerful and he has the authority, but we don't. And anything you can tell about you that's bad, well, you're ready to accept it. But anything that's good, you're not willing to accept it, you see. 
Yeah, Christ is there all right. Yeah, he has the authority. Yeah, he's got it. Well, if he has, then we have. And if we don't, then he don't. Because we're the body and he's the head. Now notice 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one, and as many members, and all the members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. What did he say? He said we're Christ. He's calling the body Christ. Isn't he? Now notice 1 Corinthians 12, that was 12th verse. Look at 13, 14th verse. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. We looked at it before this. Look at it again now. And we can get a better understanding of 2 Corinthians 6, chapter 14, 15 verses. Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? The believers call righteousness. The unbelievers call unrighteousness. And what communion hath light with darkness? The believers call light. The unbelievers call darkness. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? The believer is called Christ because the church is Christ. The head and the body are one. Hallelujah. Belial. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? The believer is called a believer. The infidel is called an unbeliever or an infidel. See, But I want you to get that, that the church is called Christ because that's who we are. Then if he's seated there, we're seated there the right hand of the Father. I want you to get that. Feed on it until you get it. Think on it until it becomes a part of your inner consciousness. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. But he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. See, we are to share his authority. We are made to sit with him and share his throne now. Hallelujah, now. Now look at John 14, 12. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now what are the greater works? Well, I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's just go ahead and do the works that he did first, and then we'll talk about the greater works. <laughs> Because that's the way he put it. He said, the works that I do shall they do also, and greater works than these shall they do. So let's go ahead and be sure we're doing the works that he did first, and then we can go on to the greater. No use talking about the greater works if we're not doing the works he did. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Now, let's go back to the verse we looked at real quickly now. I'm about to close. Here in Ephesians 6.12. We looked at it earlier. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, or, as the margin said, wicked spirits in the heavens. Now, remember that we've already read that these principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness in this world and so on that we have to do with, that we're above them. Hallelujah to Jesus. You see, our combat with these things, we should come into remembrance of this fact 
that we have authority over them. Hallelujah to Jesus. And that we're seated with him. You see, evil spirits are rebel holders of authority. They are dethroned by Christ. Adam committed high treason. God made the world, made it for Adam. He made it for his men, Adam. He said, Adam, I give you dominion over all the work of my hands. Adam committed high treason, sold out to the devil. Adam was originally the god of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 4 said Satan's the god of this world. Satan wasn't the god of this world to begin with. Adam was, but Adam had the legal right. He didn't have the moral right, but he had the legal right. And he committed high treason and sold us all out to the devil. But thank God Jesus came and dethroned the devil. Christ, you see, which is called the last Adam and is also called the second Adam. You'll find that in 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, that one verse he's called the last Adam and then the next verse he's called the second. The first man, then the second man. Christ, the second Adam or the last Adam became our substitute. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. We can dominate Satan. We have the authority over him. Now we don't have the authority over human beings. I can't always make the devil leave you alone because you may want to buddy up with him but I can make him leave me alone in my household alone. Amen. Amen. Other people, they get involved. And you can't, you can't exercise authority over human wills. God doesn't himself. If he did, he'd make everybody get saved today and we'd just go into the millennium tomorrow and wind this thing up. <laughs> but God doesn't exercise authority over human wills and you can't exercise authority over human wills or human spirits either. And you can't exercise authority over evil spirits in other people unless they want to be helped. Are you listening to me? See, some people want it just like it is. And it's going to stay that way as long as they want it that way. Because they like it like that. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good about this. <laughs> Amen. It's absolutely the truth. Well... We, we need to realize that we have, we as individuals in our own lives and in our own family. See, you have authority in your family that you don't have in my family or my household. See, here's where I mean. I don't have authority in somebody else's life. I don't have authority in somebody else's home. I don't have authority in somebody else's spiritual life either. If I did, I could make them all get saved. Now, if they're with me, if they're in my presence, in some areas, I can dominate it. But when they get back on their own, they're on their own. The only way I can dominate his finances is for him to turn his finances over to me. The only way I can rearrange the furniture in the house would be for him to turn it over to me. I said, brother, they can just do it any way you want to. I'll give you the authority. See what I mean? The same thing with spiritual. I don't know why we don't have as much sense when it comes to spiritual things as we do when it comes to natural things. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right. Well, honey, I was thinking about our offer this month. Um, I really like this devotion by your dad. Health I know you food. like that yes. one very much. Because, you know, one thing that uh, we've always done right. is uh, we make our confessions ahead of time that, hey, we, uh, that the flu can't come near our home. And this just, this um, devotional just helps to remind you yeah. of that every yeah, it, day. It's, call, it's called Health food for devotions and it, it it's it's what it does you know it talks about 
don't let that doubt rob you. Uh, hold fast to what belongs right. to you. That's right. You know, uh, July the 5th, learn the word for yourself. Yes. That's a good one right there. That you know? is. That's yeah. a good sermon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, there's just so many. It pays to obey God is yes. one of them. You know, there's just so many good things in here. Uh, you know, and then it, making that confession every right. day because it's important for us to make confessions. Here's a good one. God doesn't remember our mistakes. We do, but He doesn't. Oh, that's Once a He good forgives one. us, when you ask for forgiveness, He forgets it. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then we have some more things in our bundle. Your CD, Walking with God. Yeah. And a CD by your dad, Christ the Deliverer. You know, I, I talk about this, you know, in, in uh, Genesis 5.24 says, Enoch, Enoch walked with God. Well, walking with God is, what is that? That's living in his presence daily. Yes. It means uh, knowing him and yielding your life to him, walking with him, obeying his, his laws and his rules. You know, if you want to, if you want to enjoy life, uh, you know, you 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 obey the rules. That's right. You obey the rules. And if you want to enjoy the life of God, you you obey His rules. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Now, all of this is twenty one dollars, but it normally is twenty nine ninety five. So you're right. saving eight ninety five. So go right now there to to the computer rhema.org and, yes. and get a hold of them, and it is good. That's right. And as I've said before, it's a good stocking stuffer as well. It's a good stocking stuffer. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on our authority as believers. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.